Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly episode 66 in year two of this podcast. And uh, it's kind of a slow week. We have these a lot. We also managed to make them three hour shows somehow. But um, <laughs> we only have two comics we're talking about today. I, we really need to get back to the digital series. Like We don't talk yeah. about the digital series anymore. Um, but there has been a lot going on. We will... If it gets if it keeps being slow like this, we will get back to the digital series. I mean, next week looks jam packed though. So yeah, yeah. So just you know, as with these slower weeks that we're having, we need to start doing the digital series again. But um, so we all punchlines, one shot, and detective ten thirty. Yeah, I think it is. We'll be talking about that. But um, opening up with some comic book news, it looks like DC has a new editor in chief, and uh, her name is what was it? Uh, Javins Javins yeah um I know nothing about her I just saw that Tom King uh had some really good words to say about her yeah there was a lot of uh creators giving her praise throughout the day when the Mm -hmm. announcement was made um it does say in the bleeding cool article now there's plenty of people who did uh push this out it wasn't just like small little comic book news. There was actually, it was trade news. Uh, a couple of people. Yeah. Right there. Or something, right? yeah. And the uh, bleeding cool article does say that there was a number of layoffs uh, out there as well. Um, you mm-hmm. saw just like every single time it happens, creators also giving their condolences to those who lost their jobs. Yeah. And, you know, there is this tiny rumor and, Take it with a grain of salt because Bleeding Cool is the only one who's trying to drop this rumor uh, as of right now. But Jim Lee is looking to leave DC Comics. Uh, That is the rumor. Uh, We had this discussion at work. You said it probably won't be uh, anything serious. I said, if anything, he would be taking the role of what right now would be Jeff Johns's, you know, big time executive because he's kind of already in that role right mm-hmm. now so they'll probably keep john's to a writing uh uh job basically uh with, yeah. with hbo max and all of the dc movies and then have jim lee uh be more of the face yeah like john's was supposed to be yeah that would be interesting to see what happens there um but i i was telling you when you told me about this that I think DC needs a face of their comic books like Jim Lee currently is because Marvel doesn't have that. You mentioned Feige, but I think Feige's more of a producer and he only really matters when it comes to the movies. Granted, he does run the comics now, but nobody knows Feige for the comics. They know him for the movies. Yeah. Uh, with Jim Lee, he's actually done shit. He has records in the comics industry. He does art still for the comics industry. And um, I think that benefits DC a lot. So um, I don't maybe he might want to do more things in his life. So if he wants to go doing into movies, totally down with that. That's awesome. But I do think that they should keep him as the face of the comics, too, and try to work out some kind of deal where like, hey, we just need you to draw a couple covers every once in a while and do a lot of the press crap. So, you know, if that is again, this is a grain of salt rumor. But if that is something that's going to happen, I think that would be probably the best thing is for DC to keep him around. Um but that's just my opinions on that. Uh, and I think that's really all the comic news we had, right? I think everything else we're going to do right now is entertainment-based. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so congrats to the new editor. Oh, well, and... there is there is uh, the uh, the Joker's news. That is technically comics. Oh, yes. Okay, so we'll knock that out, and then we'll go into entertainment news. So um, we talked about this. Well, if you guys listened to the podcast, I apologize for uploading it late that last time. It was that podcast that was the three Jokers that I uploaded like four days late. Um, <laughs> but if you guys didn't listen to that, I, we did talk about the finale of three Jokers and what we thought about it. And if we thought it was a disappointment or not, just a you know quick TLDR, which I honestly, what does that stand for? I don't know what that stands for. TLDR. I don't TLDR. Hold on. Uh, to yeah. to let or I don't know. It, yeah, that, I don't know what it is either. Right now, I I hear it all the time. Uh, but anyways, uh, just like a quick rehash of it. I really enjoyed the series. Um, uh, I just was not happy. We kind of just talked about how we were not happy with the fi- the last five pages of the book, but the series itself too was long pretty didn't great. read. Ah, okay, nice. So, um. Yeah, we were pretty happy with the book overall, minus the last, the way it ended with the last five pages or so. Yeah. Uh, but one thing we were very adamant about, we were like, this does not need a sequel because Fabic had said that, you know, he thinks this would be the perfect thing for him to end his DC career on. But, you know, he'll let the fans decide if they want, to, if they want more, then maybe they'll make more. Um, but. Uh, it seems like I guess the fans or DC because of the sales want a part two. And we were very adamant about like, no, this does not need a part two. And we don't want to see any more of this story. Um, but the rumor is from, is it bleeding cool as well? Yes. Uh, it is from bleeding cool. And I'm just realizing that my sound may have not been great. So hopefully. Okay. Uh, it looks okay out right here. But anyways, okay. we'll find that out later. Anyway, um, um, but yeah, Bleeding Cool uh, also dropped this. Uh, they were saying that it looks like if they do make this pseudo-sequel, it will be a one-shot. Uh, so okay. it won't be something that is as grandiose as yeah. it was with three issues. Uh, probably just like a follow-up thing. And yeah. if that's the case, it's not worth it. Yeah, no, not at all. If you're not going to make it an ongoing series like this, why why bother? And what are you going to call it? You can't call it Three Jokers. <laughs> no, a friend of mine. So I have a group chat with one of the networks that I have. And not everybody has completed the book. They wanted to wait until mm-hmm. the uh, hardcover came out. And a friend of mine accidentally kind of gave it away with, what are they going to call it? Uh, only one Joker? Mm-hmm. Or like... <laughs> like like, what are you supposed to call it and yeah i i don't know because any anything else that is not connected to that title it it won't grab people because people don't won't know what it is yeah yeah and i mean i mean you could make an argument that this was supposed to be the sequel of the killing joke and those don't really tie together you know what i mean so I think with the hype enough, if Jeff Johns and Fabic were pushing it and it's just kind of like the way the three Jokers was, I think I think it could work. Um, now, if they especially if they wait like five years to drop this, like they pretty much did this one. Yeah. Um, then people might be like, oh, shit, we're getting a sequel. Then maybe that'll be hyped and maybe I'll actually care about it five years from now. But if there's if this is something they're going to pop out next year, I don't care. I, don't, I just don't think we need it. It's just like the rumors of possibly getting a sequel to the Joker movie. Like, I didn't want that movie to begin with. It surprised the hell out of me, and I fell in love with it. 
but I don't want a sequel. I don't want to see Joaquin Phoenix repraise that role as much as I loved him in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, we, we've had that discussion plenty of times. You know, th- mm-hmm. th- nobody knows how to just keep lightning in a bottle. They want yeah. to attempt lightning in a bottle two, three, four, or five times. And I don't, I don't like the beating of a dead horse that DC and Marvel love to do all the time. Yeah, I agree. Um, and that's kind of the mindset I have. Like, I And I wonder how this is, right? Because I feel like, and if give me your opinion on this, I feel like if you do not go into a story with the mindset of we're doing a trilogy, then you're setting yourself up to fail. Like, because I think in the creative process, if you're like, all right, this is going to be a trilogy, so we can leave a seed in episode one, we can leave a seed in episode two, and then the big reveals in episode three, but you can still have three separate contained stories. Yes. I don't think that they have that for this. You know what I mean? I mean, the seed you can definitely call is the family at the very end. Yeah. The one part that we do not like. Mm-hmm. Um, another is you could say is Jason yeah uh him you know wanting to act like nothing happened basically because Mm -hmm. barbara isn't you know gonna bring anything up but we know jason jason is somebody who will hold something in for so long until it breaks him so you could easily put that in there and even with that the baggage that was you know basically reignited in him mm-hmm. with PTSD of having two jokers beat the absolute shit out of him yeah. that could spark something as well so there are crumbs there mm-hmm. but i just i think Johns and Fabic need to let the readers absorb this yeah you know let it let it sit still for a while yeah for sure and i think that's how you have a great book um is by letting it marinate you know what i mean like alan moore from my understanding didn't do sequels for any of his biggest books you know it's not a sequel to watchmen there's not a sequel to killing joke and everybody says which is why he classics which is why he hates you know people working with his content you know the uh the before watchmen he had a whole bunch to say about it uh, Doomsday mm-hmm. Clock, he didn't have nice things to say. Uh, the Watchmen TV series, he didn't have nice things to say. Like he, he, he is the like bitter old man that yeah. you know. He is the get off my lawn type of person whenever it comes to comics. Uh, yeah. Everybody knows this, but it he he is also the Grand Wizard, also. Yeah. You know, so yeah. he is the to have sports references he's the michael jordan of comics like yeah i think when it comes to writing because like as much as we love jack kirby and stan lee some of their shit was crazy and some of it was bad you know what i mean but like alan moore the shit he created and the stuff he was able to do with characters that existed is insane like and it's classic stuff like people are still reading the watchman today like the watchman is going to be like the orson wells of comics like uh 1984 watchman will forever i think forever be on the new york times uh 100 best books yeah like i i think it will forever be on that list and it's the i think it's one of the only graphic novels on that list i believe so 
Yeah. Uh, it was definitely the first, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and so like, that's insane. And yeah, so um, I can understand that. And especially like, I, I would be pissed if I had something I absolutely loved and then people just mangled it up and made it really shit. You know what I mean? Um, unfortunately, if you are, if you have a dream to write for Batman or Superman or anything like that, you have to go in with the expectations. Like I could write the best story ever, but the guy after me can just shit all over it. I E current Batman. I wonder, I wonder if that's why Tom King decided to make his book canon with the TV show, because Mm -hmm. it was only based off the characters that Alan Moore created and not his story. Yeah. I mean, technically, yes. But yeah. like instead That's of theory, yeah, in, instead yeah. of instead of going directly to Alan Moore's product of Watchmen mm-hmm. and making a sequel, you know, story for Rorschach, yeah. it seems as though Tom King has been like, OK, well, I'm going to make references for the TV show. So that way I'm not directly messing with Alan Moore stuff. Yeah. Also, with that kind of mindset there for Tom King it might also get him a job at HBO Max being like, hey, we love what you did. We're going to add this as the second season of Watchmen, you know, or uh, third season. If they were to like, you know, and, and hopefully in integrate uh, the characters that were in the previous season. You know? Yeah, um, that would be interesting. I still think we need that. Even if it's a one shot episode of Black Lives Matter in Watchmen universe would be fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, like, I think that would be good. Just give us a one episode special uh to end it all uh but anyways so yeah i don't know i just don't think that we need a joker two. at that point it's definitely a money grab i think um but yeah i don't know again like i said on that last episode the the car ride that batman takes with joker is one of my favorite conversations between them now just because it was so awesome and i was like that is joker right there and uh, I don't I don't think he can capture any of that in a sequel like that would be like doing Doomsday Clock 2, you know, like you can't just do it again. Like there's not anything you can do there. Um, and I, don't, I, I wouldn't want to see Joker up against Bat, Batgirl and Red Hood again. Like, honestly, I love I feel like that ended very well and it could technically be canon uh, with what they did or continuity, whatever you want to say. And I just don't honestly think that we need a sequel. Um, yeah. But just like the Joker movie, which I said we didn't need, you know what? Maybe it'll be a surprise. And I'll be like, that was surprisingly good. You know, I don't mind being proven wrong. I just, I don't see, I don't see this being a good idea. So um, that'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I did, I did see an article though, um, before we jump off this topic that said that Jeff Johns took Alan Moore's like two biggest books almost and gave them happier endings. And I was like, yeah, that's a terrible headline because those books shouldn't be happier. They're not meant to be happier. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? And, um, and that was, again, that was one of my biggest gripes with the ending is you basically solidified Joker's origin. And I don't think that should ever be done Um, because you're like, all right, you're basically saying what happened in Alan Moore's book is 100% his origin. Yeah. Because the family, which now that I think about it, it contradicts what Joker was saying immediately Mm -hmm. within the few pages before you see the family, which was, Oh, I created him. Or did he create me? 
still playing on the fact that you don't know and then yeah. revealing that it's the family that contradicts it. Yeah, it does. And I know he's playing on it. You could argue that, well, although Joker knows who Bruce, Barbara, and Jason are, it doesn't mean that he could still think that Batman doesn't know who he is. You know what I mean? So he could just be playing it up and be like, all right, you know, Bruce doesn't know that my real name is blah, blah, blah. And my kids are, I had a wife and kid. You know what I mean? Um, granted, if we are going with the killing joke understanding, then he would think his family's dead. Well, so. I mean, also, if you want to go into the fact that, you know, we could possibly put this in continuity, we would already know that Joker knows that Batman knows. And I know that sounds weird, but if you remember in the ending of death of the family, yeah. Batman threatens using his real name. And then he throws himself off the cliff of the Batcave. Did he? Yeah. Huh? Uh, riff for a little bit. I'm going to get my book. I want to see. Yeah. That. So in, in the end, um, when, cause the rig big reveal twist thing, that really blew my mind when I first read it was like, you see that all the faces of the bat family have been cut off, but it wasn't really. So yeah. you see that. Was it Endgame? Yes. Oh no, not okay. in game. It's death of the family. It's in, it's uh. the first, it's the Wait, first. When he falls off. Are you talking about when he falls, they both fall down or no? No, it's only Joker that falls because he, because oh, yeah. Bruce, Bruce threatens to uh, say his name. And like he whispers something, the audience does not get to see it, or the readers do not get to see it or hear it or whatnot. And Joker says, "No, no, you're gonna ruin all the fun." And then he throws himself off the cliff. Okay, hold on. I don't, my books are all scattered, so <laughs> I'm trying to find it. Um, well, it's because like I have the first half of them in paperback, and then the last half in hardcover. Um, okay, so you said it's when he's falling. Okay, so this is when yeah, so near the off. very end of that, excuse me, of that arc, yeah, you see Batman holding him up over a cliff, which I'm pretty sure you're inside the cave. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I see it. Yeah, he says so. He's like, so I can whisper it right into your ear, darling. Uh, stop it. This isn't what you want. This isn't blah blah. blah. He's like, your name, Joker. Your real name is, and then he says, shut up. And then that's when he. Hits him and stuff. Yeah. He, yeah. Oh, wow. I don't. I, I actually never remembered that. Um, yeah. th why are you giving me more reasons to hate Snyder right now? Why are you doing <laughs> this to me? Like, um, which is crazy. I I, which is crazy that I just remembered that off of whim when real. we when we were reading it the first time. I didn't bring it up, mm -hmm. but I brought it up with my co-host Mark uh -huh. on Comic Book Legion, and it's crazy that maybe even Johns was playing off of that. Ooh, playing off Snyder. Yeah. Um, I've made it. I would, I would solidify that he has no name and everything. If I ever got to write for Batman. So, well, how do you um, like, and, and of course you won't say, because I mean, that's the yeah. secret of being a writer, but like generally, like mm -hmm. it's hard to do that. Oh, yeah. To, I mean, have, it's... to have so much history in a character and just be like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to wipe this out of existence real quick. And I yeah. know that's that's why so many writers play off of others, because mm -hmm. it's easier to yeah. build on a character than it is to 
do what Tom King tried to do with, okay, making Batman his own character mm-hmm. and what uh, Christopher Cantwell is trying to do with Iron Man right now, which I don't agree with. Um, basically mm-hmm. trying to be Tom King with Iron Man. But yeah. it's it's rough. And, and I think that, you know, if played well, it can do it can it can be a jaw dropping moment. It can be yeah. that epiphany that you're like, oh shit, just like how I did with this with you know with a small center run. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So I think the way obviously, yeah, I, I would definitely won't say the way I would do it personally, but I think I think it goes down to and we kind of had this I don't know if I mentioned this to you out of the podcast or if I mentioned it in the last podcast. But I'm very curious on how writers approach writing. Like, have they, I wonder if anybody that's been reading Batman, like Tom King, uh, James Tynan, were actually reading the current Batman run. Because, oh, yes, we now, did talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I am current, I've been reading since New 52. And then, of course, I went and back and read a whole bunch of Batman before New 52. So I have a bunch of mixtures of stories. And when I find something I really like, then I'm like, oh, man, I would love to reference that in a Batman book one day. I write it down and I'm like, okay. And I don't know if a lot of writers do that. You know what I mean? Um, And I'm sure maybe they have one book that they really love. And they're just like, okay, I'm going to pull from this one book that I really love because Snyder seems to pull a lot from Grant Morrison's run. Yeah. And so, like, I'm like, okay. And I feel like a lot of writers do that with their favorite writers. I personally would pull from Tom King's run just because of the bat cat relationship. And I like a lot of the stuff he did as well. Uh, But I would also pull a little bit of stuff from Snyder. I would pull a little stuff from John's and I like, you know, I want a mixed bag of stuff because I feel like they've all put their mark on Batman. And I think that's how I would personally write it. And I feel like when you have all of that information, I feel like you can make it more believable. You know what I mean? Because you're like, oh, yeah, I have read all this shit. I know what it is. And only the non-season reader, obviously the general person that's just jumping in won't even know all that shit anyways. Mm -hmm. But a seasoned reader would be like, damn, that's a lot of points that he's making from different parts of Batman history. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So I think you'd have to do it something like that. But if you are a writer that I feel like reads so much of a particular character... Um, I think you could do it off flawlessly with little details, especially if you can reference something like you just mentioned at the end of that with the name thing. Yeah. So if Johns was pulling from that, then you're just like, oh shit, it's there's precedent, as they yeah. would say. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's how you can make it work because then if you know, if you have to go full Ryan Johnson on somebody that's talking shit to you, you can be like, uh, well, go read Death in the Family, page blah 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 of that run, and you'll see right there. There is a reference. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> you know, like, um, so it'll, it's interesting. So I'm very curious. I would love to ask Tom King that someday. I think I'll just have to jump in a word balloon live and be like, hey, like, how much did you read of Batman before you jumped into writing it? You know? Yeah. Um, because, yeah, because one of the big things a lot of writers say is they don't read the current run because they don't want to steal ideas you know what i mean but i don't like one i know i know that's a big no-no you're not supposed to read that kind of shit from fans you're like no that's not that's like basically not, it's not illegal but you don't want an idea steal because then they could be like oh you took that from me you know yeah 
effects. But if it's something that is being printed and produced, I don't think you get the same effect. You know what I mean? Because that is something that is currently being. Well, I'm made. sure. I'm sure that like writers will be like, "Hey, I know in like three months, you know, you're gonna start writing the continuation to my thing." Yeah. So here are the key points. This is where I'm ending. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll they'll say that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I think that what you need to do is you need to do research and then write a character. You don't want to be like a Bendis and be like, oh, well, I'm going to pretend like these are my creations and yeah. they have no history. So I'm going to write them however I want, because then you just come out with like garbage books. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's very interesting, but um. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where that's going to go, if it's going to happen, because from what we've heard is Jeff Johns's next thing is Batman Earth one volume three or something like that. So uh, or that's if he even comes back to comics now, maybe he just goes out on three jokers. So, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. Um, All right. So moving on from that, we are going to go back to uh, we're going to go to entertainment news and then we'll finish off with our comic reviews like normal. Um, I guess we'll start with we'll start with the Batwoman stuff. So uh, there's some new photos of Batwoman, uh, what she looks like in the suit. It looks like they were doing like live street stuff, right? Yeah. Live street okay. stuff. Uh, you saw her interacting with some characters from the first season. Uh, I can't remember her name, but the love interest for mm-hmm. um, for Kate Kane's character. Yeah. Uh, was Who should have been Batwoman, in my opinion. Yeah. Was seen in the was seen in the photos. But the really big reveal was the Batmobile. Her Batmobile. Yeah. Is it like a Corvette? It looks like a Mustang. So if you remember uh, the Batman, the 2004 yeah. cartoon, mm-hmm. that's what the Batmobile was. It was like a souped up Mustang. And yeah. I've always said, that's what I want the Batmobile to be. Mm-hmm. And we got more of a muscle car in the Batman for Matt Reeves. But seeing this yeah. type of Batmobile for uh, this Batwoman, yeah. I think it looks kind of cool. Yeah. It looks kind of cool, but it looks like a car somebody would do on their own. I literally was about to say that. It yeah. it definitely looks like a fanboy was like, "Oh yeah. my gosh, I've always wanted to make my own Batmobile yeah. and like do that to the like do that to their car." That's what it yeah. looks like. Yeah. And I think that's why I can never get on board with normal cars. And I think that's why I don't like Reeves's version. Granted, I've said this before. I would drive the fuck out of that car because it looks amazing. But it does not give me a Batmobile vibe. And I think that's why I've always been into the movies. Like the Tumblr was, I bought into the Tumblr because I was like, all right, this thing looks crazy, but it's also a realistic Batman. So they're going with a military style vehicle. You know what I mean? But if I were to have a Batmobile, I think I would probably go with the one Tom King and David Finch did at the start of their run, where it's kind of like the 80s Batmobile. It's kind of long, but not too long. Yeah. But it has the bat, the like, bat it has the old face. Yeah. yeah, right on the front to like bash cars and stuff. I think that looks kind of cool. And then they kind of have like it like a hot rod engine in the middle of it. Yeah. So it's slightly longer. I would think. I would say it's probably as long as like a big truck, like we see here in Texas, like an extended cab truck. Yeah. Probably like that long, but it's a full blown car. And I think that would look pretty awesome. Uh, but yeah, I'm not a big fan of them turning in regular cars into it just because it gives off that fanboy vibe. And I'm just like, yeah. Um, 
because that one because you know you have the black it's like that black matte finish and then the red's just popping off yeah. it just looks like somebody added stickers to it and stuff <laughs> and i'm just like ah you know um but i mean hey, it mom cool. can i put a sticker on your car yeah i just gotta borrow it for the weekend um but yeah i mean the, the photos look cool she looks good um it's just unfortunate that i don't give a shit about this show and i'm not gonna watch it so um just because of what happened with the first season so uh yeah so there's that we got that going on uh the next thing is we have some snyder cut news uh if you want to talk about that yeah so uh zach snyder was on a live stream i believe it was well i believe it was on monday on monday he no, no sorry tuesday so yesterday for us uh mm-hmm. he was on a live stream with the uh, the nerd queens and i think they call them the amazons uh which mm-hmm. are just big snyder fans and they call themselves the amazons a really cool group of girls uh but they uh were just you know chit-chatting hanging out and he got to spill some really cool you know inside stuff but before that i think a day before that was this you know leaked or rumored thing with joker and mm-hmm. we found out just doing a little bit more of digging it was a fan theory that Zack snyder ended up liking on vero and on twitter okay but it's this idea that jared Lo- uh uh jared leto bleh, I, leto jared leto's joker say mm-hmm. that's five times fast um he is a little bit more crazier than you would think mm-hmm. and of course from the vibes we got from what would have been Ayer's cut i think it yeah. still would have been on par mm-hmm. but there is now this fan theory head canon that he beat dick grayson not only yeah. to death but lit him on fire and that is actually the reason why wayne manor is up in flames and burnt to the ground Oh, so he knows the true identity of Batman, but of course he doesn't care. Mm -hmm. So to mess with him even more, he killed basically his son in his own house Mm -hmm. and lit Mm -hmm. it on fire. So you think they're going to show that in Justice League? I don't know. I think crazy. It would be absolutely insane. Um, It does give a little bit more insight to something that we all probably want to know. Because mm-hmm. we've seen him in his like penthouse little yeah. like lake house thing, mm-hmm. and we've seen the cave there, but we also saw the ruins of what would be a Wayne Manor, you know. Yeah. And if that was the case, we would be able to see what the Wayne Manor looked like before it got burnt down. So mm-hmm. I think it would be kind of cool. And I if if it gives Jared Leto more chances to be the Joker that he was supposed to be, then I say go yeah. for it. Yeah, because the other rumor was that he's going to be a part of the nightmare scene. Yeah. So, and maybe he's both. Who knows? Um, I guess, I wonder if any of those photos are going to be leaked at all. Because, like, are they filming outside? Is it all in studio? Um, I think everything is in studio. Yeah. Which is insane. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, especially with all the COVID stuff going on. Um, off topic, I just saw that Doctor Who is recording their season right now. 
Um, so really? that's a thing. Only awesome. going to be eight episodes. So, huh. yeah, it's not going to be the 11 that you usually get. Um, but, yeah, so there was that interesting Joker rumor. Uh, another thing that came out from Snyder was he was saying that his he had a choice for Catwoman had he been able to, I guess, do his whole idea. Uh-huh. And it was, I don't know her name, but uh, she Gina is something. She was the Silk Spectre, the original Silk Spectre in his Watchmen. So the one that plays uh, the mom of um, of the Silk Spectre that is dating Dr. Manhattan. So I thought that was pretty interesting and pretty cool. Uh, well, uh, I don't know why I said that. I wouldn't have picked her as my Catwoman, but I thought it was interesting that he had an idea for Selena Kyle in his so Batman. Carla Jugino? 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 Yeah, I don't know how to yeah, pronounce her. I, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. But yeah, she was Silk Spectre. She was also in Sin City. Uh, for us OG millennials, she was in Spy Kids. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I never really watched those films, so uh, I wouldn't know. But yeah, uh, she is a great actress. I love her. Mm -hmm. uh, but like we have been, you know, saying until we're blue in the face, we want a Latinx uh, mm -hmm. actress in that role. Yeah. And, you know, we and of course, you know, because of the talk around it, you know, he he basically said that that would have been his casting for Catwoman. Yeah. So all of Twitter blew up and they were talking about it today. And because they were talking about it today, Snyder uh, actually posted on Vero the Jim Lee Batman issue 50 cover of Batman mm. and Woman in the Rain. And so everybody's like, oh, my God, it's happening. Oh, my God, it's happening. And for me, it's like, no, you guys are talking about it. So he's just posting the picture. Yeah. But there's people already out there like, this this like I, I think this is just one more step in confirming that the bat flick series is in its is in the i world. saw that too yeah. and i'm like guys calm down you were you were you were only setting yourself up to be massively disappointed if it if it doesn't work out you know yeah i'm always i am always up for a ben affleck you know hbo max series but i'm not mm -hmm. gonna be right here right now like screaming at the top of my lungs that it's gonna happen yeah but who knows? Uh, you know, yeah, it's it's a, a a fun dream to think about. You know, just mm -hmm. like how uh, Juice said, you know, my Snyder cut was going to be a pipe dream. You know, maybe it was. Been... <laughs> I, I will go if I were to go back in time, I'd say it again. I would say it again. Okay, but I mean, we had this discussion today, like, and you kind of clarified it for me. I and you could go back and check old podcasts. I always said that. If this if the Snyder Cut were ever to happen, I wonder if Snyder is just bullshitting with half of the stuff he's saying. And then if he ever gets to make it, he's gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna put all this shit in there now. And now it seems like since it's gonna be a series, he has the option to put in more shit. So, yes. so I would love to know what the original idea was, but now he's like, Oh, I said all this shit. I could put that in there, I could put this in there, I could put that in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So his his cut is is reality. It it is something that is solidified in existence. Yes, but for HBO Max, it is in their best interest if it create he creates it into a show, so that way there is more content for subscribers to be paying for throughout the months that it airs. 
So in order to do that, he has to go in and add cliffhangers where because it's going to be four episodes and they're all going to be one hour. Yeah. So he has to create cliffhangers. He has to add, you know, possibly extra dialogue. You know, he has to create complete new scenes to that. He has to create, you know, what would be possibly a uh, just uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League uh, intro theme or mm-hmm. whatever the show might end up doing, you know. So it it, it is going to he is going to be adding things, but it's only because HBO Max is now giving him eighty five million dollars, you know. Oh, is that the new confirmed? It's it's somewhere between 75 and 85. Okay. Interesting. Well, again, we don't know when the fuck we're going to see that. Um, sometime in 2021, they if, say. But if, we were supposed to see Wonder Woman a year ago. Well, And that's so. the thing, because I just saw before we started recording that it looks like WB's uh, CEO is hinting at another move for Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case then Zack Snyder's Justice League may be the first DC product we see in 2021. I will believe it when they wrap and we get another trailer. Because uh, I don't think they should put out another trailer until there is a release date. Oh, yeah. I think uh, I don't think uh, I don't think Zack Snyder will put anything out until he is completely finished. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, anyways, uh, speaking of HBO series, though, uh, James Gunn has confirmed that they are starting the process on Peacemaker, John Cena's Peacemaker. We have this is a companion series, and it is going to be the first companion series to uh, a movie that goes on to HBO. So yes. um, this is really interesting. Uh, we got a bunch of ho- a whole bunch of new castings for this show today, and it looks like the villain or a villain in the series is going to be Vigilante. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody that has watched the Arrowverse knows that Vigilante was a big character in there, and it was the one of the Black Canaries' love interests at yeah. a point. Um, so I think it's pretty cool. I think Vigilante is actually a really cool character, and especially if you're going to have that kind of character on an HBO series, I always thought he'd be a good Batman villain as well to have on there. You know, it's just a guy like a side character, not the main character, but a side character. But you know, so we we got that kind of news. There was a bunch of other castings, but it didn't seem like it was anything crazy. Well, I would say otherwise. Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, um, uh-huh. but the villain of Terminator Two, mm-hmm. uh, the the you know the like the liquid dude. Yeah, uh, yeah what's yeah. his name? Uh, he is going to be in Peacemaker as well. Um, but did they say his role though? Uh, no, I don't believe they did. Uh, it yeah. just says that there is up to three or four new cast members for uh, for Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think this is awesome uh, that yeah. they you know I told you today that uh, Peacemaker will be filming for six months, yeah, which is insane, insane. Uh, and that is clearly due to uh, the COVID restrictions. I'm sure that every single person that is having to go into that show will have to be quarantined for two weeks before they film. And Mm -hmm. then if for some reason they need to leave and then come back, that means more quarantining. And I, I, it's going to be insane. 
But you yeah. said the first companion uh, show to a movie. Do you think that we will get the Gotham Central or whatever they're going to call it within mm-hmm. the same year that we get this? No, because one, they would have to start filming that pretty much now, and they're not. Uh, yeah. We haven't heard any information on that. I think, uh, so you would think the smart thing to do would be to make that series first and then drop the movie. But well, not only that, but like my the smart thing for me, I would think, is to be filming during the filming yeah. of the Batman. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but of course, they're going to want everybody to see Batman first on the big screen. But I think if you do eight to ten episodes on HBO Max and you just have Batman in the shadows, like that is so dope. And maybe yeah. your finale is revealing him like, oh, damn, you're just like, holy shit. Like, that's a good finale. But, you know, um, we're going to have to go back to I- I'm interested to see how they're going to explain year one, how they're going to do that, you know, since we already know it's going to be that. But I do you think this is going to be post or pre Suicide Squad? I'm, I I would I bet on know. post. You think it's post? I yeah. I think because Peacemaker is such a unique character and mm-hmm. not well known, I think it would work really well to be uh pre. Yeah. So I can see that. You work with like who he was to become Peacemaker possibly. Mm-hmm. And then by that time you know, we had already see Suicide Squad at that point. Yeah. And then once it even comes out, you know, on Blu-ray, digital, HBO Max, whatever, mm-hmm. you could literally watch Peacemaker and then jump right into Suicide Squad. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Um, I, I it's funny, like off topic, but I've noticed myself like I notice when I say um now and it annoys the fuck out of me. Like, I don't know why. I I, I really try not to because, I mean, it's a production and we're trying to, you know, cut it, you know, as much as we can. And I just I just recently talked about this on another podcast. We have been podcasting now for well Mm -hmm. over a year. Uh, You have been a YouTuber and things like that. Mm -hmm. With that experience comes things that you are self-aware of. Oh, yeah. And so when I think about saying um or me you know getting off topic or even being quiet too long i'm like crap i need i need i need to freaking yeah and i'm pretty sure i've done this a million times but i don't know why recently i'm just like oh why am i thinking about this so much because i know it's an issue (laughs) but i'm also one of those people that i feel like i talk fast enough to where it's not an issue you know what i mean like granted i think it's i'm pretty sure somebody in like europe or something would be like oh my god this is terrible uh because i've seen that in interviews when i saw it i don't know who it was but it was like a british actress like an older british actress that was like a, like an esteemed actress was telling a younger actress like oh don't say this or don't say that and she was like trying to do it without saying like or stuff like that <laughs> so it was just like really funny it was always so cringe in high school where the teacher would be like every single time you say um or like i'm taking off a point and you would see every person just completely just yeah. crumble in front of the class it was crazy I feel like 
the um thing would be perfect. We're totally off topic, but fuck it. Uh, the um thing would be perfect, like on a video podcast, and then you have people like that would like, you get like a little shock every time you said it while you're recording. Like, oh fuck, like that would be because <laughs> then you'd learn, right? Like you'd fucking learn after that. You're like, oh shit, uh, that'd be fucking hilarious. So any YouTubers out there that want to steal that idea, feel free, but give me credit, invite me on. Uh, but so yeah, Peacemaker I think would be great as a poster pre. I, I actually agree with you. I think learning about him prior now do you think suicide squad we're just gonna jump into it with all of these characters or we're gonna learn about them i think if anything you'll kind of get what you got in airs suicide squad which was Mm -hmm. a little bit of like that one thing that got them into the suicide squad you know Mm -hmm. and they'll probably tell that one story that was like i almost got away with it but then amanda waller put this bomb in my head you know yeah yeah, I I just want to see. You know he's gonna have a crazy scene where like four of them die. It's just that's oh, the one scene I'm. I for. I I don't think it'll be Harley that does it to another character, but I'm just waiting for like someone. You know what? I think it's gonna be what's his name from SNL. That's gonna be so annoying that like King Shark eats him or freaking <laughs> yeah, Beast or Peacemaker fucking just shoots him in the head, and yeah. it's just like he was so annoying. Okay, let's move on. I think somebody's going to say fuck peace and then he's going to kill somebody like I can oh, see yeah. that happening. You know, fuck your peace. Boom. Like with this big ass <laughs> gun that he has. Um, and it's funny because John Cena just seems so intimidating in that dumbass outfit. Like, I know, insane. dude, I think that's what makes it look so good. Um, I'm super excited to see that. But yeah, so uh, that is going to be starting soon. I really hope like. I, I want to see it, and I, I think HBO Max will do this. I just want to see those, like, like the Flash cameo in Suicide Squad. I want to see those little cameos in the shows. I just want to see Robert Pattinson once in the Batman show. That's oh, what yeah. I want to see. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think that it would do well, mm-hmm. especially if something like that leaked or when that one episode drops because you know they drop it they drop episodes weekly that one episode drops and that's the entire talk of the town fucking Mm -hmm. batman showed up on fucking on suit on on peacemaker this week Mm -hmm. what the fuck man what the fuck and people would be like oh shit we have to go see we have to go see it we have to go see it and now feel free because like i know you're more the marvel guy um out of both of us but do you get this vibe that the dc and it's funny because we haven't seen any of it yet but that the hbo max and the movies feel more connected than the marvel shows that are coming out i would say no i would say no because right now covid has fucked everything up for marvel Mm -hmm. marvel like we were supposed to get black widow then we were supposed to get a winter soldier uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Then we were supposed to get WandaVision. Then we were supposed to get Eternals and then Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. Like out of those five things, we are now going to get WandaVision first. So we're going to completely skip uh, Black Widow and, and Falcon and Winter Soldier. And then mm-hmm. Shang-Chi and Eternals have flipped. So like their entire schedule for those five movies or those yeah. four production, four or five productions have completely flipped. Mm-hmm. 
and they've had to rework probably in credit scenes and things like that. Whereas with the way WB and Warner Media wants people to make their productions in DC is okay. Don't think about the bigger picture. Just tell a fucking story. And if we can make a show out of a character, we'll do it. You know? Mm -hmm. So it is more connected in that sense. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. Like the the movies feel like they're going to be way more connected to the shows than whereas the Marvels like here's an end credit scene, and that's yeah. kind of how they connect theirs. You yeah. know what I mean? That's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Then um, yes. Yes. Yeah, because you're literally going to be taking a big character like Peacemaker from that and giving them a spinoff, but in a show form, which I think I prefer that over a spinoff movie. I will say that is the most 2020 thing you have ever said. A big character like Peacemaker. Who yeah. the fuck would have thought that is a, something that we would have said in our lifetime? Yeah. But yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It's also because it's John Cena. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's why. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's it's fucking John Cena. He's literally the next rock. You know, I'm waiting for him to start buying a sports team and making a tequila and doing all this shit, too. Like, uh, which is so funny because I growing up, I hated John Cena because he was a knockoff rock. Like I yeah. hated it. And I was like, you're just stealing the rock stuff. Like I hate you. Uh, and I still have never liked him as an actor, but now that he's starting to get into things like DC and fast and furious, I'm like, all right, you're forcing me to like you at this point. Like, you know what I mean? So, um, I'm, you know, the guy never gives up and that's something he talks about. So he's winning me over, but just his, the way he looks in that doofy ass outfit is just, I'm like, all right. I'm I don't sold. know how he makes that helmet work, dude. Yeah, well, you know what? It's it's kind of like the same thing. And this is what I'll say. And, you know, feel free to fight me in the comments or hit me up on Twitter or something like that. But I don't think anybody can argue that DC trumps Marvel when it comes to costumes. I think that is 100% correct. Yeah, because... If you if somebody were to sit there and tell me that Black Manta doesn't look fucking awesome, you're dumb. The reveal of Black Manta when we finally saw him was absolutely fucking amazing. Yeah. And the fact that like even even freaking Aquaman suit when we got mm. the reveal at the very yeah. end of that 5 minute trailer which yeah. felt like so fucking huge it was great. It was mm -hmm. absolutely amazing. And, yeah. you know, even like I'm surprised fucking Aquaman didn't win anything for its costume design mm -hmm. uh, because even fucking Ocean Master, you know, that entire yeah. that entire movie was just gorgeous. But yeah, you, you, you take those productions and you take, you know, th those studios that create those costumes and you put it into an even lower budget movie. Mm -hmm. with the same quality and the same money putting into a costume and you get something like this fucking peacemaker and yeah. it looks great mm -hmm. yeah i mean james wan had the best quote ever when he was talking about the costumes he was like there's nothing wrong with the costumes like they're great in the comic books why why shouldn't they translate to movies you know what i mean yeah and i i think that's fantastic because one you're paying homage to the original creators of those characters costumes like a lot of people are you know like wanda i love her suit and i'm glad we're getting it in the show i know it's going to be probably like a little gimmicky moment 
but mm-hmm. I've always liked her simple costume from the comics. Yeah. But they gave her the you know corset with the long jacket, and I'm like, man, that's not fucking Wanda. Like, get the fuck. Which out of here. I mean, they and that's the one thing I will uh, give a little bit of crap on for for Marvel is they let their movies influence their comics instead of the mm-hmm. other way around, and yeah. so nowadays you will see Wanda with a corset and jacket instead yeah. of the uh, the spandex. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I've always loved... I always thought the X-Men, and granted, I am a 90s kid, so I grew up on X-Men, so I love their colorful outfits. I still blows my mind that we've never got a Wolverine in costume. Um, that you know. in-credit scene doesn't count, people. Yeah. And just like, and you know, I'm glad dead. I'm glad Ryan Reynolds got the actual Deadpool suit. That looked pretty cool. Could have mm-hmm. been a little bit more red, in my opinion. Um, but for the most part, that looked pretty awesome. And if you were, and I'm so glad Channing Tatum never made Gambit. But Jeez you know, Christ. like, I I want to see Gambit in the pink and blue outfit with the brown coat. Oh yeah, I don't want to see that knockoff ma- fake magician that was in that other. Yeah, no, I, that, I don't. Uh, I, Wolverine. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't want his because I recently just read his solo series from like 2011, 2012. Mm. Um, he has like a spy outfit that like no, All right. no. Yeah, uh, I I want the classic, uh, you know, magenta blue armored freaking the knee pads and all like that's what I yeah. want and yeah. I mean because that's what makes those characters and mm-hmm. I think that Marvel will finally give us a Wolverine in costume I, I genuinely think so so yeah the only thing that scares me is Marvel has that stupid I don't know if it's a rule or whatever but they want you to see their characters faces more yeah because and... I mean the the big thing with with that is that you're paying for a face and not a costume yeah in, in the I'm sense paying for the fucking costume i'm letting that be known right now. yeah I, I mean i'm i'm paying to go see wolverine i'm not paying to go see yeah. jackman you know exactly although i love him he's great yes. but um yeah so i'm hoping that we get a lot of wolverine not just goofy hair in a yellow suit no you give me the fucking mask all right so we'll see. That's like seeing Batman without his cow for 90% of the movie. You know what I mean? That just sucks. Which that is usually how horrible. Yeah. Uh, which I was so excited for the rumored Ben Affleck version because it seemed like he was going to be in the suit for like 80% of the movie. I mean, I was like, which yeah, that would have been awesome. For no, his... I'm talking about. Uh, oh, for I'm his, about his for scripted his... one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Arkham. Yeah. The, uh, the Arkham Asylum like, one. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been awesome because then there's no reason for him not to be in a suit if he's trapped in Arkham the whole movie. Like, that would have been awesome. Uh, but anyways, that's it for the entertainment news. It seems like we got a lot of exciting stuff happening uh, that I'm super stoked for. But we're going to go ahead and move on to comics. We only have two comics this week. Uh, we're going to do Punchline last because I feel like we have more thoughts on that. Yeah. But uh, Detective 1030, initial thoughts. You said it was meh. So. Yeah, I was a little meh on it. Um, I wasn't really thrilled, excuse me, with the art style that they chose with this. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, especially since, I mean, I feel like for the past few issues, uh, this is a pretty big dramatic change. Uh, the colors feel very muted, uh, mm-hmm. and kind of, wa- it's muted and washed at the same time. It's really weird. Uh, more washed out to be completely honest, but, yeah. uh, it was a whole bunch of exposition and a whole bunch of like, Hey, this is what happened. And there's not a whole lot that is happening in real time. 
mm-hmm. it's more about the story of you know bruce's thoughts on damien which yeah. i understand not everybody's going to be reading teen titans but all you have to say is like hey we had a falling out and then yeah. move forward because i feel like this is just a big waste of pages uh just to get to the point where you're where you see damien at the end doing the investigations yeah so i it was it was entertaining for what it was but i felt like it needed to be more yeah i agree with you um you would also think that uh if you had a lot of editors and chiefs or editors watching this stuff that i would think that would drive sales personally instead of just giving me the whole story like i'm like okay i want to know what happened here i gotta go read teen titans now you go and you buy teen titans yeah that's how i would think that how how it works and back in the day like i said i always referenced the catwoman series by ed brubaker there was a lot of shit going on in there and it just said check out you know secret war or whatever it was well yeah and you you do get you do get two pages it says uh in teen titans annual number one and the very next page you do see also in detective comics uh 1027 uh in regards to the talk about the black book that uh bruce gets at the end of 1027 and of Mm -hmm. course the falling out and fight between damien with the teen titans annual number one but that's all you have to tell them that's all you have to mm-hmm. tell them and and move on with the story. Instead, Tomasi decides to tell the story of annual number one. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well then what's the purpose of buying annual number one if yeah. you're just going to tell me this story now, you know? Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. And again, I think they could have saved a lot of stuff here and they could have had more conversations between the Bat family talking about what they're doing with Damien and stuff like that. It's interesting that um, did you notice that Drake's not here? Tim Drake's not here, and I did he's the only that. Robin. Mm-hmm. So he's technically the only Robin now. Yeah. So it would be interesting to see if Tomasi and uh, Tynan bring in Drake as being the Stephanie only Stephanie is also not here. That's true. They're probably doing it somewhere. Um, but like, <laughs> it would be interesting to see Drake be, I hate that I say Drake now, it's just easier. Um, but to, that I see Tim as a Robin and just coming in and giving him more of the spotlight in these big books. And then maybe if Damien were to come back and like, you left, you know, and then you can have a little conflict between, you know. Yeah, uh, but we, we also know that this story of Damien's falling out mm-hmm. is also in direct connection to what will eventually be future state in January. Oh, for sure. So yeah, for sure. I think I'm just that they like post. Oh yeah, I mean they could pick that up after future mm-hmm. state because it is yeah. supposed to continue the stories. But I, I could see, I could see it going that way. Yeah. So we do see at the very end of this that Damien. We know that in the last issue he stole Bruce's black book, which I thought this was going to be like more mystery stuff. Uh, with but it seems like it's a book that's actually really personal to Bruce, which I didn't get that originally. Yeah, no, I didn't get that vibe either. I thought it was more of, which I'm pretty sure he explains it at the very beginning of this issue, which is like cases. Somebody was trying to kill him. Yeah. 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 Which I find that's interesting. I'm intrigued by that. I'm like, okay, because, you know, from, I don't live in that lifestyle, but usually really rich people have bodyguards because they're always scared of being kidnapped and stuff like that. So 
it's it was it, it would make sense for somebody that is the only heir to the Wayne Foundation has their life threatened a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And luckily, he didn't need a bodyguard because Alfred was there, and Alfred's ex M sixteen or MI six or whatever. Yeah, MI6. so uh, yeah, so I think that's really cool. So I, I was I was digging that. I don't like, and this is what I'm hoping Tomasi's going to do, but I don't think he's going to. Damien's like, oh, you know, the old man must be losing it because I already have a suspect after reading this stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, why would Bruce not pick that up? So what I'm, what I'm hoping is going to happen is Damien's going to go check this out and Batman or that person he's going to go check out says, the Batman came to me many years ago with these same. That's questions. what I, I assume that's what's going to happen. Cause I was thinking the mm-hmm. exact same thing. Uh, yeah. Basically Damien finding out that he is basically following the exact same steps that Bruce has already done. Um, yeah. And I feel like that would anger him even more because yeah. he's not able to one up his father. For sure. And I hope that's what happens. Like, it's this kid trying to get so far away from his father that he just realizes he's more and more like him. Yeah. Um, and that could be a good thing or it could be a bad thing. With Damien's attitude, it's going to piss him off. But, you know, I thought that'd be really interesting. Now, Batman did shut me up in this, uh, which I thought was very interesting because usually I, I go over like, this would be cool to see. This would be cool to see, you know? But Batman kind of shut me up in this in this dialogue because as he was retelling that story of Robin... I always I was reading this. I was like, man, you know what? Just one time, I want to see Bruce beat the shit out of Damien because I'm tired of his fucking attitude. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then Bruce was saying he was like, Damien wanted me to beat him. Damien wanted that, but I wasn't gonna hit my kid, and that's why he was forcing me to try to do it. And I was like, all right, all right, you're yeah. the better person than I am. <laughs> I still think Damien should get his ass beat once in a while. So uh, I thought that was interesting. Although I guess I have to leave it up to Slade to beat. I mean, but at the same time, we kind of already gotten that story. And if people haven't read the new 52 uh, Batman and Robin, I highly recommend it. But we already got that story of Damien being the one that's like, you know, Bruce, you're not the bigger man. Uh, I can do, you know, I can do everything better than you. And Mm -hmm. spoilers, if you don't want to hear it, you know, skip ahead 30 seconds. One, two, three. It got Robin killed, you know? Yeah. So. I think that it would kind of suck if we got another version of that. Mm-hmm. But if Tomas is able to, you know, one up Morrison in that story and that type of story, yeah, I, you know, I'd be 100% worth it. Yeah. It'll, it'll definitely be interesting to see what they do or if he adds on to it, you know, I don't know if he would reference that. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's uh, Tomasi has my attention. I'll just say that, you know, yeah. and we've been Tomasi's always up and down. But I think right now he doesn't have to do with the Joker shit. And he's able to tell a story he probably wanted to tell a long time ago. So uh, I'm excited. You know, Detective has my attention. I'm not buying it again because I'm also just trying to get away from comics. But had it been stories like this all the way through and not having to tie in with Joker War, I think I would have kept buying the book. But, you know, it's like I said, there was ups and downs. That free story was good and then just kind of yep. died, which where is she? Uh, yeah, that's you know? a good question. You know, and uh, she just left. Ice. She just freaking left freeze melting. Yeah. And she went away. 
Yeah. I heard I'm I'm seeing a lot of buzz about that teen book with Mr. Freeze and his wife. Uh, oh Nora yeah, and yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's the young uh, young adult novel that they're doing the yeah. graphic novel. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of that. So I wonder. If hey it's man, like they sell. Enough. They sell. Yeah, it's good, and I, I hope DC keeps that going and they don't shut that down. Well, it's funny that you say that. A part of the layoffs is, I believe, the top editor of the oh really of the uh, young adult books was canned. Yeah, I feel like that. Though it's probably because we saw that the black label editor got fired last time. Yep. So they're probably just doing kind of what they do at our job when our big boss gets fired. They're like, "Hey, you two other people, you're just going to split the duties. We're going to pay you the same. Maybe we'll give you an extra couple bucks, but you're going to take on more work. And that's what you're going to do. So I feel like it might be that because I feel because there's there's like the young adults and then the children. Right. Yeah. I feel like that could be the same editor. So they can be like, you know what? You're going to do the little kids and the young adults if if they are all different. Now, maybe from my understanding, I always think that's kind of stupid because you shouldn't stretch things thin because that's when things get really shitty. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're trying to cut costs, especially during this COVID year, unfortunately, you're not getting as much business as you want. So you probably have to cut corners to keep these books coming out. So for sure, you know, unfortunate but i think that's what's gonna happen because from my understanding it doesn't look like black abel's ending anytime soon and they haven't had an editor for a long time so um i wouldn't True. be worried about that i just think um like that tiktok i sent you hopefully these books are getting into <laughs> the damn book fairs uh because they need to be there so people can you know make fun of the kids that don't have the money like we've all been there uh <laughs> I could only afford a damn bookmark, man. I was I wasn't I didn't have money. Um, but now for the final book that we're gonna be talking about, ladies and gentlemen, is something oh, you know, like we knew this was coming. Punchline's one shot. We've heard that punchline's gonna be basically the face of 2021. It seems like she's gonna get a lot of stuff, apparently. But we've gotten the continuation, I guess, prequel. Uh, what would you say this is? This is kind of continuing the story, kind this, of. This is the aftermath of Joker War, for sure. But it does tell the it tells the in between story because we did get the origin of Punchline in the yeah. Joker 80th anniversary, mm -hmm. uh, but we do get a little bit before that when uh, I can't remember her actual name, but when yeah, Punchline basically had her very first interaction with Joker. Yeah. And, and go for it. Well, well, it's an interesting story. Mm -hmm. It just, you know, this is another book that had, I feel like way too much exposition mm -hmm. uh, because we do get the uh, reintroduction of, oh gosh, I, did I forget her Harper? name? Harper and her brother. Mm -hmm. Yeah as well as uh, Leslie Tompkins. And her brother uh, is actually a really big uh, part of this story. He gets consumed yeah. into uh, this podcast that mm -hmm. Punchline has. Well, before we jump into that, we find out that her first encounter with the Joker was at a TV broadcast. She was like on a field trip. Yeah. And he took over the broadcast and killed everybody. And he needed somebody to read the famous like Joker lines before he kills somebody. And it was going to be her after he killed somebody. And she was like, oh, she was like freezing. And then Batman busted in and saved the day. 
So that was her first encounter with the Joker. And then, yeah, fast forwarding to what you were saying was uh, she started a podcast researching everything about the Joker. And I thought this was an interesting concept, but I had thought it was an interesting concept right before I started reading everything. And then Mm -hmm. I got where you said where it's just a lot of exposition and and dialogue. And so uh, Jim from Weird Science, uh, Mm -hmm. another podcast that I have, um, he said what would have been better was probably only mentioning the first and last episodes. Mm. And then possibly because DC has the partnership with Spotify. Yeah. Make these into actual podcasts. That would have been cool. And say, you know, I, I feel like it was a missed opportunity where they could have said, Hey, punchline is out today. And also punchlines podcast. Listen to it here on Spotify. You know, yeah. I think that would have been a really cool thing to do. Um, of course, it's 52 episodes. So who knows how long those episodes would have been. Uh, mm-hmm. But if it was just these little monologues, I think it could have been, you know, been three, you know, three to five minutes each, 52 yeah. episodes. Uh, people could have listened to it all week. Yeah. And I think that would have been pretty cool. But it was a lot. And it was a lot and it was a lot and it was a lot and it was just things that we didn't really need. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like if you were, like I said, you show me the first one and you show me the last one, you get exactly where punchline is needing her listeners to be as far as the Mm -hmm. understanding. And then you would still understand why Harper's brother is the way he is acting near the end of the book. You know? Yeah. Or you could have done like what Tom King loves to do with like a nine panel page and each panel is a different episode quote and, and Harper's brother listening to it. Yeah, you and you, you can show it being different days like Monday yeah. episode one, Thursday mm-hmm. episode, you know, 23, you know, yeah, you could show the prog- the progression of time showing that he's been listening to this for some time. And even, yeah. you know, you can if you really wanted to, you can see him, you know, restarting at the very end to wanting to yeah. listen to, you know, to it again. But mm-hmm. um, he gets very upset at Harper, you know, cause yeah. he, he knows very well uh, her past with being a part of the bat family. And because I mean, their, their family is very much connected to the bat family because of something that, I have not personally read, but I knew about Mm -hmm. was stuff that happened in Batman Eternal uh, with Stephanie Brown. Uh, So, you know, the the family is very much divided at this point between Harper and her brother. And one thing that I was talking to you about, Leslie Tompkins is a very young Leslie Tompkins. Now, of course, she has a little bit of gray, but, you know, she is very much coloring her hair and she looks young. She 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 looks young. And so I was a little confused by that, but she is basically the counselor, attorney, whatever you may want to call her, to Punchline. Mm-hmm. And it's not looking great because by the end here, we see that Punchline's plan all along was to get the masses to fall in love with her, with her podcast. Mm-hmm. And you know, for it to look very bad for her to be getting arrested and going to 
to possibly prison. So yeah, very, very odd um, way of going about things. But uh, I mean, it's happening in today's politics. Yeah, yeah for so, real. I mean, and, it's and very believable. I didn't hate this book, mm-hmm. but I just think it may have been a little too long for what it was. You know, this thing is 37 pages uh, yeah. from what we have in a digital copy. Um, I still think you could have told this in a normal sized issue, 24 mm-hmm. to 25 pages. I agree. Um, I actually really loved the concept of a podcast. Um, I thought that was cool. Uh, it was a lot longer than it should have been, in my opinion. But I think I love the creativity of that kind of storytelling. Because imagine imagine now, right? Like, you do a 12-issue miniseries of a random character that does a podcast talking about maybe mysteries that in Gotham city or something like that. And they deal with the Batman or other people, you know what I mean? Like you could, I feel like people should get outside of the norm because uh, you know, podcasts are the new radio, you know what I mean? For sure. Like everybody yes. listens to podcasts. So it's, and we saw that was one of the stories in the detective um, 1027. There was that one random goofy story where that podcast was trying to go after that sunken ship. Oh you know yeah. I mean, yeah. So I, I really like that people are integrating that kind of stuff. And it's it's interesting that she would have set that up over such a long amount of time. So it shows her intelligence, you know what I mean, to play at the masses. I will say they did, again, do the making her super kind of OP kind of thing, where she was able to take out so many people with this gas before she even met Joker. And, you know, he, he ended up coming up to her with a knife. And he was like, you got the mixture all wrong. I can help you. And then, you know, that's when she kind of turns the knife on him. And she's like, oh, like, I want more than that or blah, blah. And then she kind of goes in for the kiss. And I'm just like, oh, do we need that again? But, you know, it is yeah. what it is. Like, there's obviously going to be that sexual tension or whatever there between them. But it's just, um, uh, yeah, I mean, the book, I didn't hate the book. But I think yeah, it definitely could have been shorter. And I'm just kind of like, is is it already confirmed she's getting her own series? It hasn't been confirmed yet, um, but I feel like it's very much something that could happen. Yeah, Um, because where does this go from here? Now, if you're going to do a punchline series, like a mini series, maybe, and Harper is going to be the main character, like the, the good guy in that, I'm cool with that. But you need to explain to me where the fuck she's been. Because she wasn't in City of Bane, and she's just now showing up in Tynan's run. He, she, where the fuck was she during Joker War? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and and he said, you know, I think there was a quote uh, flying around in Twitter recently saying that he is very excited to be bringing them back. But I mean, you almost have to reintroduce this character you like he just kind of jumped in with it i feel like because she has not been around since batman eternal yeah you kind of have to warm people back up to who she is yeah because if people are just jumping in to this when they first started rebirth they have no clue who this person is yeah you know yeah so true um yeah, you have to explain that. It's, again, like they should have done with Batwing. 
But no, no, he's he's good. He's gonna be the next Batman. That's you know, it's a bit big pet peeve we have here on this podcast. But I think if you're going to build these characters into new things, you've got to introduce them somewhere. I'm okay with Harper just popping up in this series, and if she's gonna be a bigger uh, person going on, then at least just tell me where the hell she's been. Because as a longtime reader, I know about her. A new yeah. time reader, you need to tell them like, oh yeah, okay, this was what I was doing during Joker War. You know, if her whole meaning for coming back to the Bat Family is the Joker War, then I'm like, okay, cool. All right. She was, you know, she maybe she was like, this isn't for me. I'm not going to do this anymore. But seeing all this stuff happen to the city and knowing there's still so many more Jokers out there, I got to get involved, you know? Or maybe she's working closely with Leslie now because she doesn't want kids to end up doing what she did. Like, I just need something like that. But if she's just going to, I've been Blue Jay this whole time, then. You know, I kind of just call bullshit. Yeah. So, but we'll see what happens. Tynan did do the same thing with Luke Fox, and we've seen a whole bunch of other things just come and go, or he does nothing with them for a long time, and then there's just this one big issue that explains everything. So, you know, we'll go from there. But, um, yeah, I don't know. See, the one thing about 2021 is we're supposed to get a lot of those random stories, like the Harley story. I mean, the Ivy story where she's going to be evil again or whatever. But, and, and and that's the thing, you know, we, we, with this almost confirmation of a omniverse, mm-hmm. DC almost has free reign to literally do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Uh, because they, you know, are making this promise of story over continuity. And it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting. I, I don't think you're going to get as much connective tissue. Yeah, you may get that Poison Ivy story, but you mm-hmm. may only get it in a three-issue miniseries or yeah. maybe a two- to three-issue arc in Batman. And, you know, we won't have any more of the detective book connecting very much with Batman, which it already doesn't really. But mm-hmm. that stuff that you, you know kind of wanted but is almost a hindrance with tie-ins especially with now seeing what death metal is you know uh, we're gonna see less and less of that and Mm -hmm. i just hope that the writers don't attempt to try to make sense of it for the readers when they don't want to make sense of it themselves and just go along with what they're doing you know yeah i just feel like comics is such a continuity thing that you're just going to throw people out of whack, you know? And mm. I know they're probably doing it to bring in new readers, but, you know, if you can't bring... If it doesn't bring in new readers, you just fucked over the old readers. Yeah. So, like... I and, I know. mean, DCYOU and Convergence and those things didn't last very long. So we may just have to put up with it for, like, maybe the year of 2021 if they attend. Mm-hmm. But, you know... I will say this until I'm blue in the face. I think that future state has a lot of potential mm-hmm. to keep new readers and current readers preoccupied in probably a new line of comics or possibly, you know, like I said, DC originals. So yeah. uh, as far as the, the universe app, unlimited mm-hmm. app or whatever they're calling it, infinite app, Jesus. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's what I think. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. Um, you know, Punchline Detective this week were, you know, they're decent books. Nothing I would rant and rave about. Nothing I think you'd have to go pick up in stores. 
But uh, next week we should have some jam packed schedule. Batman one oh three. Yeah, one oh four. No, we uh, Batman one oh three. We have uh, we said Rorschach. Uh, there was mm-hmm. also, gosh, I, I gave you Killing, the whole or Joker and Harley. Oh yeah, uh, Harley Joker Criminal Insanity number six. That is slowly getting to the end of that story. Yeah. Um, Death gosh. Metal five. Uh, yep. Uh, four. Four. Four? No. No. Wait. Five. Five. Let me yeah. let me double check. Actually. Yeah. Uh, I'm so, looking at it right now. Um. So yeah, we should have a, a decent amount of books to talk about next week. I'm really excited. Obviously, I'm always excited about a new Tom King book. But we will have. We might actually have a Tom King book every week until Batcat now. Yeah, because so, we haven't got Strange Adventures yet. Yeah, we have Batman 103, Catwoman 27, Death Metal number five, Harley mm, jo- uh, Joker, Harley Criminal Insanity number six, Nightwing 76, Rorschach number two. And that is basically it, because then we just get a whole bunch of uh, collective editions, uh, deluxe editions of stuff like the Detective 1027. Uh, mm-hmm. We also three have Jokers. the three Jokers coming out, as well as Batman by Tom King and Lee Weeks, the deluxe edition. I'm I'm guessing that's like the th- fourth or fifth deluxe edition for that run. Yeah, uh, so that's interesting. Uh, so yeah, uh, again, uh, if you guys have not read Three Jokers and you want to read it yourself, you can now buy the hardcover. Uh, Amazon, I bought mine on Amazon for like seventeen bucks, so not a decent, not not bad. So definitely go pick that up if you want that uh, or just wait a year until they have like an extra deluxe with scripts and all this other stuff that they'll probably drop. Um, so, yeah, definitely go check that out if you want. Uh, but for the most part, that is the show, ladies and gentlemen. Clay, you got anything that people should be interested in? Uh, yeah. So, of course, you can always just go to my link tree. That's going to be in the description. Uh, but mm-hmm. this week in particular, I actually had two written reviews for both Iron Man number three and Strange Academy number five, I believe. Maybe I, I think it may have been number six. I can't remember. Uh, but I had two written reviews on the Weird Science uh, Marvel uh website so go check that out i even uh, tweeted it out so if you go to my twitter you can find the review uh there but yeah those are the only like newish things of course you can always find me on my other podcast i have a ton of them uh but yeah and i just hope that tomorrow i get my ps5 because i'm already seeing everybody play miles morales right now and i'm just like god really people getting them early or what well because it's technically out today like the mm. 12th um they mm. were able to download it early like 11 yeah. p.m and then play it at midnight but how'd they get their systems well uh miles morales also came out on the ps4 so a lot of people are playing oh, it on the ps4 i don't sense. i don't want to buy it and play it on the ps4 right now when i already am going to get the ultimate edition on my ps5 so yeah makes sense I should also be getting a PS5 tomorrow, but I'm going to be selling mine. So there's nothing I want to play. <laughs> so uh, I want to play Valhalla, but I can wait. Uh, and I also ended up getting a disc version of the PS5, which I do not want. I want the digital version. So I am going to be one of those assholes, as some people would say online. And I'm going to throw it up on eBay, see how much somebody pays for it, and hopefully get a PS5 and an Oculus Quest 2. So for the price of one. 
Uh, so, you know, we'll see how that goes. But nice. uh, if you want to check out any of my stuff, ladies and gentlemen, of course, TikTok, Linktree, and everything is in the description. Uh, I have a bunch of YouTube stuff. I just dropped my second DC Ambassador video. If you want to go check out some of the products they sent me, that is on my now Juice from the Box channel, which I just reverted back a little while ago, which is going to be the gaming channel. Uh, but yeah, that is uh, going to be it for this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. As always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. Remember, Batman is awesome. Batman! News Weekly! <laughs> <laughs>